Welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, my friends and I finally discuss the Capitol riot, a little bit past the party on that one, but I'm kind of glad that we don't do it right away because it enables us to have a little bit more context for everything. We discuss our views of the legitimacy or illegitimacy of the protests, violent and nonviolent, by the left and by the right over the past year or so as well as some of the societal implications of those movements and uh, our ideas about where we might be headed. I hope you enjoy. All right, hey guys. Hello. <laughs> what do I need to say? I was totally kidding. Because <laughs> you've never done it before. I will. Well, I, I feel like I feel like on every podcast, there's always the introductions, and someone goes like, "What, what am I supposed to say?" Hello and welcome to the Travis Lamar <laughs> yeah. podcast, brought to you by Kellogg's and uh, A&W Cream Soda. <laughs> How's everyone doing? Alrighty. Good. I think I heard what we're talking about today, and I'm very excited to be sitting next to Eric. Yeah, that, I'm uh, so excited. Like, I'm giddy. Follows. Yeah, yeah, David! <laughs> David's here! to join us! <laughs> Alright, so we actually we have a smaller crowd than usual, but I actually like this. I think this is probably Intimate's like good. the appropriate, you know, number. And so, I know we just said that David's here, but I would like to point out that I am still sitting next to Eric, so my level of giddy is still up there. Nice. Alright. Hope you don't mind so, if I smoke. Heck yeah! You're always smoking. Smoking hot! My that was awkward on the podcast, huh? Uh, Wait, where's your smoke? No, that's a joke. Oh, so that is a pretty. He's gonna dope smoke his uh, Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> Brought to you by Sour Patch Kids. No one's gonna mention the dope hoodie that I just pointed out. Cause that hoodie yeah. is. It's it's pretty good. It's yeah. The Avengers uh, uniform from space Endgame. time travel. Mm-hmm. Space time travel. Thing. They're uh, what what's it called? A time heist. Time heist. Mm-hmm. Time heist. Oh, the time heist outfit. Well, I mean, that's what uh, oh, like, Ant-Man was like, we're doing a time heist? heist? We're doing a time heist. And then they all get in there, sleek, snazzy. <laughs> Unpopular opinion. I think that movie is definitely not as good as everyone thinks. Oh, agreed. As yeah. Wait, as good as like, like, like the, as uh, good the, as Infinity War? Yeah. I don't know that I've ever met someone who doesn't think that. Well, I, I think know, most I'll people think Infinity well, War is better than Infinity War. I think Thanos should have won. A lot of my friends think like Endgame is the best MCU movie. Miguel's a sociopath. I think uh, <laughs> it's it's probably because how it wraps up everything, but it mm-hmm. by itself. Maybe. We should no, talk about movies. <laughs> oh, with yes. Sam not being. <laughs> yeah, Sam wants to do. Sam movies. went so bad to talk about. Okay, movies. so we'll talk about Endgame theories, and then uh, no, Endgame should have ended differently, and I have a very strong feeling on okay, that. Okay, I've heard this several times, but but for for uh, posterity. I think Thanos should have said, I am inevitable. He should have snapped. And roll credits. That, the, yeah. Roll credits. That was it. And then <clears> if you want to continue the MCU, you continue <clears> it from the universe that Thanos left, where all the heroes are still alive, where there was no initial snap, and then you can write off Iron Man and Captain America and everyone else who didn't want to come back to the cast a different way. And then you don't have to worry about this weird like five-year gap timeline thing you don't have to worry about thanos because he's already removed himself to the other universe um i think it's perfect hmm. um and i will be happy to accept credit from that from kevin feige 
I really like how you like your idea. Yeah, I think it's perfect. <laughs> I like your enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to go in a different direction. <laughs> I would say, this, like, the best, my opinion, the best MCU movie. We're really doing movies. Wow. No, 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 we're not. We're not. No, we're not. But, but, David, but the best opinion. MCU movie, my opinion, is Spider Man Fall from Home. I thought that was mm-hmm. I still beginning to end. Beginning to end. It's good. Beautiful. Yeah. Watch it. Okay, that's anyway. The second Spider-Man, the first one. That's, that's the, the second, second one. one. Second <clears throat> Homecoming is the first one. The yeah. second one. Oh, that's with Doc Ock. Yeah. The second <laughs> one was the Doc Ock. Dude. And I believe the third one's going to have... Dustman? Sandman. Sandman. Yeah. Sandman. Uh, welcome to, uh, Anakin, welcome to 2008, Anakin everyone. Skywalker's <laughs> arch nemesis, Sandman. <laughs> no, Anakin Skywalker's arch nemesis is Lava Man. Get it straight. I feel like Anakin's arch nemesis <laughs> was, was himself. <laughs> oh, oh huh? I said I feel like Anakin's arch nemesis was Anakin Skywalker. True. I think Anakin's arch nemesis was uh, the script. We're still <laughs> we're still on movies, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Sam is gonna kill us. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's get into what we're gonna talk. All about. right. I mean, yeah. Eric, people, what are we gonna uh, talk about today? We're gonna talk about people are dying to know how there's this place that sells a uh, it it. It, it sells pizza. It pretends, yeah, I was about to say that. Dang it. Oh I was really about to say that. Pizza is like it. it anyway, okay. Itself. Okay, so Eric has so been. Pizza I, so I love the fact yeah. that we didn't have a regular recording last week, and now we get to be super late to the party of discussing like the Capitol riot. Um, oh yeah. Because I. Th- I would have really dreaded talking about this and then listening to it and realizing that we're probably just saying the same things that a lot of other people have been saying. Yeah. But anyway, so Eric wants to talk about the Capitol, right? And I I mean, you know, I think this is a good topic and it'll probably springboard us into some other things, but go ahead. I know y'all got some opinions. Opinions. Violence. Answer or not the answer? I, uh, yeah, I don't think that violence is the answer what I... I'm waiting for that however no there's no however okay. there's no however <laughs> my issue with the capital like and I didn't I don't <clears throat> like not a whole lot of people are coming out saying like yeah way to go guys yeah I, I don't I've not personally heard anyone say that was appropriate excusable uh good for them any of those so secretly I, I do these. believe people some people do they're oh, like yeah they're yeah nobody wants to get in trouble you know what I mean? Everybody's I, phones are listening to him. Yeah. I would say, I may, maybe I haven't heard, <clears throat> yes, that was 100% the right course of action, but I have heard, um, yeah, it's not, it's not what we, it's not, it's not what we want, but I, <clears throat> but I mean, really, what else was there? And plus, they did all that stuff in the summer of BLM and Antifa, so like, we're justified. Not saying it's good, but we're yeah, just. I've, I've heard, heard a lot of that. I've heard internet uh, people say that. No, like, I've, I've, I've heard, heard pundits say that. No, I've heard. Yeah, no, and specific and individuals that I know yeah. say that. Um, that's right. So what, what I was uh, gonna say is that um, you know I don't like I don't agree with. <clears throat> I mean, the fact that someone had to die, and that uh, you know there there was obviously the police and the rioters were getting physical with one another. Not cool. I don't like it. You know, and that's just that kind of an understatement of it. But um, but the however is not about justifying that. The however is that I am not going to jump on the bandwagon 
like a lot of people are doing um, and, jo and joining in in the condemnation because I feel like the condemnation is very hypocritical and I think it's very politically motivated because uh, yeah people trying to save face people trying to be like right. the not so extreme republican party well it's not not just the republican party because there are hypocrites of that um <clears throat> but it's the fact that um like trump was criticized and and you know i, I think that they're even gonna in the coming weeks try to see if he is can in any way be linked legally to inciting violence or whatever because Syria is saying that the election was rigged and it was stolen or anything, right? And yet, you go to Nancy Pelosi's Twitter account, and a couple of years ago, she was pretty much saying the same thing on Twitter, that the American people cannot allow this to happen, that the election was stolen and all this stuff. And it's just like, Nancy Pelosi, you know, the Democrats, basically, and I don't want to say everyone who's a Democrat, but I think a lot of Democrats are trying to take advantage of this to gain political capital. Yeah, that's what everyone does right, about everything. Politics, so. Yeah, that, and that's politics, but people are doing that. And then, you know, like, I, I, <laughs> I'm not going to throw you in the ring, but if you want to come in, come in. But I didn't also agree with the idea of um, where people were like, oh, well, if, you know, if they were, if they were black, they would have, it would have been a completely different story. And it's like, I think you, you're making it sound like the police just kneel down and set out a bed of roses and just to let you know, let the rioters in the Capitol when that's not the case at all, and that's like that's what we're making it seem like. I I what videos are you watching? I really don't because I, like I'm seeing, I I have seen videos where cops have opened barricades. I've seen videos where cops have high fived. I've seen videos where cops have taken selfies with people inside Capitol in the Capitol. Well, um, you know, and and now I will say like. If I were in a cop's shoes and I was like, hey, it's me and a hundred feet of uh, metal gate up to my waist and no backup, I I will be honest. I probably wouldn't die on that hill, literally and figuratively. Right. Um, Capital so, Hill? Exactly. Yeah, that, that was the joke. Um, <laughs> you but, mean the hill where the Capitol building is. <laughs> Don't you? Um, but... You know, but but I will say I I did I have seen that, so. right? And so like if a cop, I think is... the barrier thing was like consolidating lines further back, right? The selfie, I don't know, like that seems pretty pretty sus. Well, but, yeah, uh, but like then investigate the the, barri the barricade thing was like what you do when you've lost this boundary is like you you take those resources and retreat to establish another another boundary further back yeah i would say you investigate those cops yeah you know and see yeah. what, what was going on and why they're high five i mean at the end of the day i don't think the cops want to be against people who are protesting you know what i mean like they're they're both american citizens and and american citizens have the right to protest yeah, when it got into a different mood i think you see a different picture and the prospect of like the way i've heard it put is there was probably an assumption that if this was a pro-Trump rally, that this was also going to wind up being... It's, it was probably also going to wind up having a very pro-cop type of atmosphere to it. Because a lot of those people are the ones with the you know American flag with the blue stripe yeah, on the back yeah, of their truck, that line. kind of stuff. Back to blue, all that kind of stuff. And uh, that if you're a cop 
that is being rushed like that and you don't have the ammunition to put everyone down, then it's like, well, now, if, if I shoot anyone, this is now going to be a mass shooting, you right. know? And, uh, but I wouldn't have advocated for that either. No, so, yeah. But I, I just feel like it's, it's, uh, I think it's a good place to kind of look look at it like it's kind of a milestone to see where our country is because I, I feel like what I am seeing what I'm witnessing is obviously there's a lot of anger in Americans like yeah. just on both sides and I feel like what's going on is that narratives are being told and the narratives are dividing this country and I feel like the ones that are really responsible for that is the media mm. and the politicians and I and I'm I'm just like things are going to, uh, you know, you talk about um, Thanos saying I'm inevitable, right? Well, if we continue down this route, what's inevitable is is a splitting of this Escalation country. Escalation of yeah. violence. Escalation yeah. of violence. And it's like you and I had you had mentioned the French Revolution yesterday, and I uh, that's where my mind's been because I'm like. It can go that route, and like, who's gonna, whose head is gonna be in the guillotine, per se, and it'll be those perceived as as the elite. Mm-hmm. So, and and to some, and this is not me again advocate, advocating any kind of violence, but to some extent, it's like that makes sense because they're the ones who are really benefiting from this and pushing this. They keep pushing it. They keep making people think like their neighbor is the enemy because mm-hmm. they have different views. You know, point the finger. Dude, yeah, a guy, this didn't happen in my house, I know I have a map there, but a guy, I interacted with a guy, and I don't want to be any more specific than that, and he, he goes up to a map, and he points at China, and he goes, they're right there, like, that's the enemy. And then he points at California, and he goes, that's the enemy. And I'm like, what has to have happened, you know, maybe in this guy's personal life, or, I mean, like, what you were saying, Eric, about, like, the, the what kind of media is this guy drinking mm-hmm. that he's convinced that, okay, you could say, like, the government of China, the totalitarian government of China is despicable and, you know, it would be best for it to be dealt with and different and all that kind of stuff. and that, But then to, like, point at a state in your own union... And be like, the people who are here are the enemy. Yeah. It's like, man, <clears throat> if you have that view, what what hope can there be? Right. And I mean, like, I, I want to be, like, I was quick to denounce the violence in the summer. I want to be quick to denounce the violence, you know, now. I'm curious what's, because you, Eric, you had said, um, like, I don't want to jump on the bandwagon, on the bandwagon of denouncing or uh what was it what was the word you used of condemning of condemning the riots and it's like well do you denounce the i'm not like some tribunal asking you this but you know so so are you saying that there's a way in which it might be worded that you approve of the goings-on i don't approve the violence but do i really am i upset that people went into you know senators offices and, and ransacked no no, I'm not, because they've been they've been asking for it. 
and it's in the nature of this country for people to behave that way you can't have a country that began via revolution via against revolution monarchy. and then it's like hey these people are revolting what the heck it's like read your history book yeah okay i uh, oh man okay keep finish finish i don't want to interrupt you yeah well i think the government that we have the form of government that we have now is not what was envisioned and i think <clears throat> there was a a good idea in that original envisionment but um uh, now what we have i think is just this elitism honestly and i think it's not like every senator you know every congress man or woman or whatever is just corrupt or whatever but i i don't see how you are a politician and haven't learned to be a little crooked in some way i just don't see how you you can survive that game and yeah. that's the sad state of affairs so it's like hey you know you keep playing with people's lives and they get pissed off and then they react it's like i don't want to see anybody hurt or anything like that but at the end of the day what do you, what do you think is going to happen and why are you acting like oh it's such an affront and it's like you are like you're you're so in your own world and you really don't care so you can sit there and, and condemn whatever but it's like you're not willing to change or, or be any different you know I, I feel like i could say those things about every congressperson okay so you know okay miguel i i really want to jump in because like Eric, you're speaking, and I'm sitting here, and I'm like, yes, I agree with you so hard on that. I think where I would delineate the difference being if we were, if, if it, I say we as a nation, mm -hmm. um, I personally don't identify as with those rioters or many of their beliefs, and this is where I would draw that delineation. Like, if we as a nation were rioting because we aren't uh we're in the middle of a global pandemic and we aren't getting the health care the government's not taking care of us and I, I do believe some of those aspects are true um but i but, but it wasn't but, the tipping but, point but that riot was not based off of the government is not protecting us the government is not serving us right, um, right. i think i think it is well i'll i'll make that point in a minute this riot that occurred was because of uh, theory that the election was stolen. Uh, this riot was because people believed that there was an injustice in our uh, voting system. And if that were it alone, I would say, well, I disagree. I do believe that that is conspiracy theory, and you and I have kind of discussed that, you know, off the record. Um, and and so yeah, I would I would say that that's conspiracy theory. I disagree. As Travis said, like how do you how do you prove something that there is no proof for? Prove the absence of a thing. Is, thank you. Yeah. Um, thank you for being eloquent. Um, yeah. No, I was just going to stumble through what? words until people understood. <laughs> um, and and so you know I would argue that, but. I don't believe that that was solely what was occurring. Um, I believe that this was uh, cultism occurring. Um, and I think it is most telling that that is the case when you have uh, protesters who are advocating to be true patriots. Uh, we want democracy. We want everything the United States government stands for. And then they go, they storm the Capitol, which is, you know, 
symbol of democracy and you know the home of our <clears throat> democracy and they take down the United States flag <clears throat> and they fly a Trump 2020 flag I think yeah, there's that... a weird cult of personality that's arisen mm -hmm. about around that family I think and yeah. it's 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 unsettling that they also seem to be the ones who are at the top well just like the the people who are a part of that cult of personality are a lot of people who are also almost like itching for something to go wrong like for the spark to be lit to yeah to I, start the revolution whatever i i think i think that's the most <coughs> telling thing like you know i disagree with you on like we said like the whole conspiracy what i would call a conspiracy you know but i respect you and all that I wouldn't respect you if you're if you were like no take down the symbol of democracy take down the symbol of our nation and hang up a very specific thing that says Trump 2020. I'd be like you're at that point you're not you're not advocating for patriotism or you're not advocating for patriotism you're not advocating for the United States you're advocating for uh, idolatry uh, you're advocating for for uh, for a demagogue you're advocating for a personality. You're advocating for a very one specific thing, which is not what our nation uh, stands for. Um, and I would say I am one of those angry people. Um, you know, I think it's um, absolutely embarrassing that our country was in a civil war uh, and that there was an enemy flag that attacked our capital. And that flag never made it past Fort Sumter to our capital. And then you have uh, this flag being marched into the Capitol building and being waved around in the so name of wild, patriotism, in the name of the United States, which is like that, that flag doesn't represent the United States at all. It doesn't represent, it, it, at best, it represents a small piece of the United States. And I would argue it actually represents a, a failed uh, nation. Yeah, confederacy. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so... That's the delineation where I think, yeah, like, I, I'm not for the violence, absolutely, regardless. But if if this protest that devolved into a riot were about justice, if it were about what's right, if it were about, hey, there's really some obviously fishy things, or hey, you know, may, maybe it is conspiracy theory, but, or hey, the nation has failed us, that's one thing. But this riot was purely a, regardless of everything else, I don't care about anything else, I care about Trump 2020. Yeah. And and that's where the problem is. Okay, so <clears throat> I think what you, because you hit on several things, and this is what I think people need to be aware. Just like with BLM, I don't think that that you it would be fair enough to just make everything that that ride or that, that movement, this cult, whatever, into just one thing, to focus it into one thing. Just like with BLM, there's a lot of, different people in BLM with a lot of different agendas. Absolutely. The, the same thing with the protests. Uh, you have many different groups. Um, anyway, I'm not going to bring that up. But anyways, uh, so let's 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 uh, talk about what you were talking about. Because like, I think, you know, I do agree with you in a lot of those things. I don't like the celebrity of the presidency. But that's been building up. Um, and that's not to like uh, deflect or anything because I think that that you know, Trump is, is guilty of that. Uh, most definitely. I think he's he's really ramped it up more than anybody. 
Oh yeah. But there's this is an actual celebrity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But know? there's still time. So someone might outdo Trump, which I'm afraid of. Um, so I, I, I totally uh, agree with you, but I don't think it's helpful when we just focus on Trump because like, I think you brought up some things that the roots go deeper. Let's talk about the Confederate flag for a second. The Confederate flag does represent a failed uh, uh, state or country in these in the United States now. Um, the But it was chosen because it represented the culture of that Confederacy, which is, is a Southern culture. Now, it has negative connotations, and I myself personally would, even though I, I guess I am technically Southern, here being in Florida, uh, would never, you know, wear it or, or, or show it or whatever. Uh, but I can't speak for everybody. But, you know, the way you speak about the Confederacy, this is my, as, as just someone who likes history, the Civil War was a very, very interesting thing. Yeah. And uh, while we like to romanticize the outcome that the slaves were free, yeah, that was one outcome. But it had a lot of implications, especially for today, because what happened, you can argue what the United States, what the federal government, who still flew the American flag at that time, did was illegal. Because they, so you had states that said, we are leaving you. Yeah. And, and the government said, no, you can't. And that's, I mean, that's a gang right there. You know, like if you leave, you're leaving dead. You know what I mean? And so the, the, the attack on Fort Sumter started things, but it wasn't like it was just out of the blue. The, 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 the federal government were, I mean, maybe you could say theoretically they, they would, could have just let the Confederacy just go. But I don't think anybody on that side of things was really wanting to do that. Uh, so it's like, think about that, though. Think about the fact that if you're a state in this country and you decide, hey, I want to leave, you can't. The government will just attack you and, and replace you, replace the government or whatever, and you have to submit to that. But if you want to join, it's voluntary, right? I mean, they kind of have to accept it in Congress, but, like, you can just volunteer to join. But you can't volunteer to, to leave, which I believe, I don't know if it's in the in the Constitution at all, maybe the Articles of Confederation, maybe the phone I dropped, but um, somewhere is written that, that states could leave, right? It is, well, the, the very idea was that at first, the United States was a confederacy. It right. was, it was, I mean, they even wrote the Articles of the Confederation, and the yeah. idea is like, you know, they didn't even refer to it as the United States, they referred to it as these United States, and the idea is we're 13 states, a state means a country, a government, yeah. and we are working together. And uh, you know, here here is a group of beliefs, ideologies, even you know, standards that we're all going to hold to. And yeah, we're going to have a centralized uh, federal government that at first was supposed to really only have two functions, and that was to have a military and to print money, and that was supposed to be it. Um, yeah, right. but the role of the central government got bigger and bigger. And mm -hmm. I, I think that's, that's almost just a function of time. Um, it was the Supreme court after that, that wound up making it an official precedent that states are not able to, which is crazy from the union. That is, that's absolutely bonkers. It's, it's crazy because states in the United States are fundamentally a, and I wouldn't say crazy. It's different 
because states in the United States are fundamentally a different thing than like provinces in Canada right. or, you know, whatever the, the demarcated boundaries of, of other places wind up, you know, refer- splitting those places into. Yeah. In, in that, it's like, okay, we, we have the, king- the kingdom first, let's say for France, you know, the kingdom first, and then let's divide up these whatever regions, counties, whatever they are for my, like I divide up the counties for the counts. And the counts are the ones who rule in those areas or, or duchies or, uh, you know, whatever those areas are. And it's like the kingdom is the central thing, the central idea. And then the counties or regions only have identity in as much as they're contributing toward this, mm-hmm. this unified uh, central crown. Um, so yeah. I'd say that the conversation of states leaving the union is a different, winds up being a different conversation than, you know, for other countries, because that's the idea going into it. But man, I agree that the government has changed a lot in the last, however old we are now, uh, like two and a half centuries. But I also think it's changed in a lot of ways for the better. And it's changed out of necessity. Like you couldn't, you couldn't run the United States on merely the principles that were established at the mm-hmm. at its founding. And even some of the more, um, maybe even like fundamental ideas of specifically how you check and balance power, they they totally have to be rethought because right, yeah. Because if you have companies like. Amazon, mm-hmm. Facebook, you know, now, now what is it? Musk is now the, the richest man in the world. And it's like those companies wind up exerting more influence over the public square and over most people's lives than the actual government. And it's right. like, we were not prepared to handle this. Yeah. And I, I think that when the Civil War happened, America's best days were still ahead of it. I'm not like the... I'm not saying like, oh, we got to make America great again, because I, when America was at its peak, there were still a lot of really troubling issues. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, like we can't we can't function merely on the on the principles that the country was founded on the, and that's anticipated in the Constitution itself. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, and here are the provisions for making amendments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got to evolve. Yeah, I think you know, um, and and if you if like legislation needs to be the way that it that it evolves. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. I think. Do you think America should defend itself? From whom? In general, should America <clears throat> defend itself? I think they have the right to. Should You're saying like the Pearl Harbor attack, like that kind of stuff, or in, are you talking about domestic general. terrorism in general? Like yes, I would say they have the right to. Yes. Like, do you think? Um, democracy should be defended within, you're saying by within the, our own nation. You're saying by the military? Yeah. Or, and the police? and Yeah. Okay. Should it be defended? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the word... <laughs> I'm not trying to be uh, difficult here, but I don't like the word should. But I would say... Do you think America... America has the right to defend that. America okay. has the right to defend itself. Okay. And then do you think that America should defend itself from itself? That's where things get a little bit that's, like a little that's crazy. Wi- that's wishy washy. Okay, and I'll agree to that. But if America has the right to defend its own democracy, who's America? 
Yeah, okay. it's kind of like who are the Americans being defended against, and who are the Americans defending? Because both sides were America playing, yeah. from the other Americans. Okay. And yeah, because they as... will both say we're the legit ones. Okay, but I would I would argue though. Okay. We are the United States. Hey, we don't want to be a part of the United States anymore. The United States then can say, well, we need to defend democracy. By you leaving, all of a sudden, uh, all of a sudden abruptly. I mean, relative. You know, that puts democracy in a way, and that puts American democracy in danger. Because now all of a sudden you have an upset of electoral votes, you have an upset of distribution of funds, you have an upset of legislation, you have an upset of a lot of different factors that it's like, okay, well, wait, you can't just drop that and expect, okay, well, like, I mean, that's like me being like, hey, uh, you got 10 fingers, right? You know. I can just take one, right? That finger doesn't look too good anyway. I'm just going to cut it off, right? I think a better analogy would be if my finger said I wanted to leave my body. Okay, then, sure. And, and it's like, hey, it's would, like it was my finger. Too. Okay, and but would, that, would that not harm your body? Like, or like, or if your heart was like, ah, I want to do like fifty percent of the work, would you not go to a cardiologist and be like, yeah, no, get this bad boy pumping at a hundred? Yeah, okay, but I still feel like this fails because. There, there's a... Well, it's an analogy. Yeah, it's I know. Perfect. I know. It's not perfect. But... I know. And I, ooh, and I get what you get. Should states have the right to leave the EU? I, I would say so. Uh, absolutely. They're in, they have an independent government within themselves that, they, that doesn't contribute to the greater EU government. Like, that... the, the voice contributes, but, it's, but the, the law that is passed does not depend upon the count of and I, ha I don't have a super strong um, understanding of exactly, like, EU law and structure. But if I'm not mistaken, it's essentially, like, it's more of an agreement than it is a formal government. Yeah, I, I think in a lot of ways the EU is closer to the idea of what the United States was supposed to be. It's like, here are all these states. Again, state means country, like, yeah. government that, those kind of things. But ultimately, and that's not what, how we ended up structured. It, yeah, it's not what we wound up, but it's like, okay, so then you have the EU proper, which hears the voices of all the uh, constituencies of the states, and then they make some policies, <laughs> and largely it's trade agreements. Yeah. And that was also a huge part of the, the colonies, is like, we're going to give each other trade advantages over, you know, trading with France or with Italy or whatever, and that'll kind of help us to strengthen ourselves. And... Um, I, I mean that tonight is the first time that I've actually made that comparison of like it, it it being similar to the EU. Now the history is different. Yeah. But I think that the idea is more similar than it is different. Um, and I, I think that I think states should have the right to leave the EU. I think states should have the right to leave the United States if they if they also jump through those proper channels. And like, I would if, be... if they were to say like we're going to vote. Uh, f for whether we want to be independent. If, if we do, we're going to have a, a set amount of time where people are free to, you know, without having to do all the immigration paperwork to move to a state, you know, another state that's going to remain a part of the United States. Um, yeah, like that would be, that seems like it'd be really beneficial. Yeah, I, but that's not what happened. I, I have to go inside too. I just want to just say something fast. Um, going back to Congress, I felt like we really... Went way too far out of what we were talking about in the beginning. 
I had to go inside soon, so I just want I just want to say something about that, about the uh, building, Congress building. So I wrote I wrote this huge long post. I'm just gonna read it. I'm not gonna say my own opinions. I did, I mean I wrote it on here, but I'm not gonna I'm gonna read what I wrote. I was gonna post on Facebook, decided not to. So I sent it to uh, my fam the group family group chat, my family. I sent it to uh, seven of my friends. We have a group chat. We just talk about bunch of movies and stuff like stuff like this so this is exactly what i wrote uh i wrote we're talking about the congress like like what like what should have been done what's wrong with it and is there any just of it and we all gave out reviews and we all wrote a long thing this was mine i said number one no one is born a racist um no one is born to hate someone on their skin color when kids grow up how do you tell them that the people who are rioting in Congress think that's okay because they didn't win? What is more just? Telling the kid, our children, telling the little kids that the people in the Congress, telling them that what they were doing was just, telling them they had every right to do it, and telling them that there was no harm and there was no foul in that play just because they lost. We teach our kids and children that kids will not, you will not win. People will cheat. People, you don't get your way. But having this image, having this as part of our history is embarrassment to this country. But telling them that the BLM is wrong and that they, because they were standing up for human lives. Human lives should be the number one priority in this, on this planet Earth. Standing up for another human is the greatest love you can give. The greatest sacrifice, standing up for your brothers and sisters, Christian and non-Christian, gay, uh, atheist, any religion you believe in. But standing up and fighting for what you believe is because what you thought, what you lost, which has been no proven, standing up because you lost, because you didn't get your way, because you didn't win, is an embarrassment to, not only to this country, but to humans, and that the God has our God, who has given life, given his own breath, is an embarrassment to, uh, to represent as humans to a God that gave his life for us. Um, it's a long text. It's, it's wrong for people who stand up for, an, for one another, for another person. We were born to want to love one another. It's something we aren't taught. It just comes to human naturally. To care for another human, no one is taught to love for another human. I was not taught to love my brothers and sisters, it came naturally. But you are taught to hate another human. Um, it is truly said that our priorities aren't humans, it's our own selfish ways. We aren't taught, yeah, I just, hang on. Um, black people and dark people, you know, you know were marching because they were getting killed. The people in Congress are rioting because they didn't get their way. What a message, what a foundation we are setting up for children. It, it really is sad that God came down and died for all of us and gave us all this second change, but some people still think one is better than the other. America won't change unless the Americans change. Um, then my friend replied here, blah, 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 blah. Wow. Next day. I don't care much about what he said. <laughs> tomorrow, black people uh, will wake up still scared, most likely more terrified than they were the day before. White people 
I don't care what you say, but white people would go on as though they had never had changed. They would talk about this, they would think some of this was wrong, some think this was right, but nothing, their lives will not change for better or for worse. Black people, their lives will change for better or for worse, and that's your choice to, our, as Americans, our choice to make sure it gets better. Black people waking up tomorrow being either more terrified than the day before. That is what the problem is now. Next day, all white people will not have any difference. They will talk about this, but will have no fear. Black people are telling their kids when they get pulled over by a cop, turn off the car, put your hands on the wheel, and make eye contact. Do not reach for, for your wallet. Do not reach for anything and make sure you're being filmed. What, um, blah, blah. Uh, black parents got shot in front of uh, in front of their kids. Black parents teach. Uh, oh, I did say that. Um, but what? Okay, so black parents teach your kids that the cops and white people have higher dignity and you treat them with more respect. But some some white parents teach their children that their lives won't be lived in fear, and that they can do whatever you want, that you are better human than another human. We have to set up a foundation for all children. Um, people say that it may be true or may not be true, but the reason why the people were at the Congress building is because they were white. It does not matter, people may have different opinions, but if they were black, they wouldn't even be able to enter the steps of the Congress building. This is why I think this country needs to focus more, a lot of it on um, equal rights and adoption. Then I said the reason for adoption is because you adopt another kid from another country, it shows that young kid that their skin color does not matter. And I, I wrote a few other things, but I'm not going to go look through that. Are, are but, you willing? Are you willing to stick around and like talk about that? Because there, there are a lot of things in there that I'd like to to unpack and kind of see where you're coming from with them. I mean, and I, I would really yeah, like to don't, hear don't more just about leave after. Yeah, drop a bomb and all that. Well, I mean, so <clears throat> it, it's just one of those things. Like, it, it and it's true. I was I wrote this long message. I was thinking like, what am I? What do I want? I was going to record myself and put it on Facebook, just put it on every single platform what my personal opinion is. So it's young, um, Korean, what do my opinion is? And it's just, honestly, like, I asked my parents, I asked my family, uh, who are white, I asked them, like, the, like, the next day, what do you guys think about this? And they say it's true. They had, there was no feel. There was not a single thing about it. They said nothing had changed. They said there's a new topic, but none of their lives had changed. Now, if you go talking to my black friends, my all the dark people, Hispanics, they said they were lit, they were more scared. I now, think, how 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 now that is just in them. That is just, dude. I'm definitely gonna how push crazy back is that? on that because well, I know your parents live in a gated community, which helps a lot. Um, which, like, I live in a. I mean, Josh Williams was here earlier, and, like, he pulled into my driveway. He's like, dude, you live in the hood. And it's like, <laughs> you know, there's definitely worse neighborhoods. But uh, <laughs> when when things like this happened, um, it does 
make me more aware of uh like when i go to sleep at night what the plan might be uh it it does change the the level of stability that i feel in my community um it does change my perception about how safe you know my wife is um and i don't think that that's so much a black white thing as it is a rich poor thing not that i'm poor you know i'm i'm definitely not poor but um to say and i've heard a lot of people say this if those protesters had been black then they would have been like mowed down on the spot they wouldn't have gotten to the capitol it's like we we watched i denounced the violence of the capitol i denounced the violence in the summer it's like we watched in the summer police be told to stand down for people breaking into buildings looting setting things on fire and and actual police communication being told to these people do not take measures against the rioters do not take measures against these people and um i think man there's there's so much there's so much actual real you know racial damage and inequality and i think that a lot of times things like this become smoke screens that we wind up talking more about these things and less about prison reform or school reform or those sorts of things that would make a or or fatherlessness and you mentioned you know adoption and fatherlessness like that those things to to focus on those issues would make so much more of an impact than to kind of I, I heard a guy phrase it like than to dunk on someone with this phrase like oh if those people had been black it w it's like okay cool you got you got your points and people you know click the heart next to your tweet or whatever it is but man this is the circus that like you had said that, that the media is using to distract us from a lot of that way more troubling yeah. things that story sells and 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 i'd say also probably the most fundamental thing that i'd want to push back on is your presumption that like love comes naturally to us and hate doesn't come naturally to yeah, us and i'd say like the christian worldview is man your heart's natural state i mean sure you're like oh i love my brothers i love i love those who are like me i love my family and who i love... were loving you yeah, yeah it's like no I, I love the you to hate somebody who teaches you to hate it comes you... naturally yeah but, oh, no one no, 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 but no, no, that's no, no, against no. what your text i know because yeah okay he's, he's, okay so hang on you meant no one teaches you to love somebody right yeah 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 i, I wouldn't yeah, do no no, no one no one has to well i'm just i just would say like no one has to teach you to love your mom your dad your but no one has to teach me to hate well you know to love them appropriately you know to obey them and those they, sorts of things yeah but, but they, they're already loving you from day one yeah so that's why you love them and and to say like to say that hatred has to be taught it's like hatred and malice and sin and wickedness and all that stuff are bound up in the yeah, heart of a human right. like from day one that is our nature our nature is not benevolence and kindness and generosity and and helping someone when they're down like nature says i got mine like good luck getting yours and survival of the fittest killer be killed Honestly, like that's like, a lot more i mean you see so little infants they I, don't care they just care about themselves yeah mm. well again like this this one i didn't like i'm not i could actually talk to the, talk about this for hours but i don't want, i don't want to repeat myself all over again and I honestly feel like what I'm saying is just not it's not gonna change anyone's opinions on Hill. Everyone in this movie is not gonna change anybody's opinion. But but like, it, it, it helps us to I think we all wind up 
understanding the other points of view better. I, I don't think so. Or, or I like think, I, I, not this topic. I just don't think that this. I've, I like me and Eric had this conversation before, and nothing like it. Just, okay, it was frustrating because I, I, it, it was everyone. This thing is such a sensitive topic that everyone. It doesn't change anyone's mindset. It doesn't change what their point of view is. It doesn't change what they think is right and wrong. It just creates a conversation, and at the end of it, the conversation doesn't do anything to make me a better human doesn't make me have more knowledge it just makes me think okay well he has this opinion i have mine i've definitely learned and i've definitely had my mind changed about specifically these topics agreed i mean by conversations by podcasts that i've listened to like where people have contextualized things i i i would just i want to i want to come in because i feel like um i feel almost like i'm i'm in between on where you're at, David. Like, I agree with, I would say, 90% of what you said and read. Um, I think one thing that that we're missing is everyone's allowed a different perception and a perspective. Um, and I think right now what's occurring is David is saying, this is how I feel. Mm-hmm. And this is how the people that I've spoken to feel. And I think that's valid. And I think what we're doing is we're saying, uh, no, David, that's that's wrong, and, and I don't I don't think that's proper. So I want to come to your defense because, I like even when you were talking, you're like, hey, like I am worried. Um, you know, I'm I'm worried about like the state of my home and the state of my wife and myself, and I think this is a class issue. And I'm like, yeah, like I completely agree with you, but I completely agree with David that it that it there's a racial issue there, and I think there's a racial issue that maybe you don't have to worry as much about. And so it it sits on maybe the back burner or or it falls into the camp of there's a race issue. But really, that that small factor of that race issue falls more under a class issue than a race issue. And there's I think they're largely tied together. And there's a, you know, collage of race issues that make it such that one class is predominantly white and then the other classes. I mean, I'd say less predominantly white. Yeah, um, I no, think that's definitely most fair. Um, the way to put that, but it's like, man, I I just feel like so much, so many wheels are spinning with regard to like saying these same things and, and feeling the same outrage. How do we address like, it? And and yeah, I think well, I think I think the way to address it is in steps. Like I, I think you're one hundred percent right. Like the solution is not to smokescreen it. The solution is to address prison reform it's to address education and all that but i think i think by going like hey guys this happened so the solution uh better education uh that doesn't help and then just to step back and be like exactly i think what neat i think it, i think it's a two-part i think it's come forward and say hey this was an issue we're like we see it we acknowledge it we're we're coming forward about it we're you know apologizing or we're taking appropriate steps then we're going to actually fix the issue on the back end you know and 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 you know i think i think dan maybe you can attest to this as working in software there's front end issues and back end issues Mm -hmm. when there's a front end issue you need to address it immediately so things can keep moving but then on the back end is where you really do the repair so it doesn't happen again Mm. you know and that's what needs to happen and i agree so much with what david's saying because like I, I feel like I kind of sit in this weird little weird middle ground where I look white, I'm white passing, 
but I'm not, and I'm Hispanic, you know? And so, like, am I a minority? Yes. Like, which camp would I fall under? Whichever camp I wanted to, honestly, because I could throw my, I could throw my, my identity either way. But, like, I do see what David's talking about. I do see people being, like, like, you talk about the Confederate flag and, like, oh, it's a culture and all that. But, like, okay, but what was the base of that? Like, what was a big part of that culture? racism slavery yeah like hold there was on, there was other things there's debutante balls and cantillions and square dancing and no. hee-haws and hoot nannies and, yeah, and hoedowns but wait, okay do great you, do you not think that there's a legitimate connection between like the confederate states of america and just racism as such i would say that's the united states that's, that's actually a good so that's that's my problem like, I, but i'd say i'd say that when people um but the united that, states has taken efforts to distance itself. Yeah, I, I'd say the United and the States Confederate flag has not. Because the, the, the Confederate on. flag yeah. I just say, to be like, oh, it's 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 uh, what what it's it's heritage, not hate. I'm like, okay, great, like that's a feel good statement. But what is a big part of that heritage? You having uh, a house slave take care of you and raise you and and you know. I I agree. Heritage. I agree with Eric that like that's also the sin of America and the sin of, you know, all yeah. the, all the countries but that But it is that addressed by America. Colonies. It hasn't been addressed by the Confederacy. But, but here, okay. here's specifically how I would phrase that is like, when you fly the Confederate flag, you're flying the flag of a nation that had those problems and granted it never existed long enough to really, you know, try to overturn slavery or whatever, but you gotta have a hard time thinking that like it would have in the next, let's say, 50 years, you know, especially with it being such a crop-heavy economy, a crop-dependent economy. And I know, like, I grew up with, like, the Confederate flag, and I grew up but... with that with that idea, and I also grew up being told that, like, it was a sin for black people to marry white people. Right. And I, I think that that type of... Um, you're you're signaling you're signaling a loyalty to something that pretty much only represents the darkest parts of American history exactly and not a lot of the, the whole, and, whole, and I, sure like I'm all for I'm all for small federal government and I'm all for states rights I know we wind up differing on that yeah. you know area area as well Miguel but like to to fly the flag communicates a lot more about um. You, and approval of the, the way the things work. Uh, hold on, because okay. you just said that he has a perspective, okay. and therefore then it's valid. Great. I'm about to destroy your argument. Keep going. No, because why why would because Is it okay to wave a Nazi flag? But, no, 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 but I was I was hold, a, I was hold, a little white kid I, who was I, born he wasn't raised. going there. He wasn't no. going. No, 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 but but again, but it's, it's my heritage. Hold, I was born in yes. Nazi Germany. I was a little white kid. I had he a great education. That was not. He was not uh, going. But there. it's the same argument. No, no, that's here's not your the, argument. That's not here's the part what I'm saying. What is your argument, Miguel? Is your argument that because you have a perspective, it automatically is is valid? No, no. It depends what the perspective is. Then that means that his pushback was okay but you pushed him back on his pushback my whole argument is have I lost you on that if, well it's like if a part of my perspective is wrong or or validly needs to be critiqued please don't just validate my having yeah. of that opinion I'll, please and you did address it you addressed it with me you even addressed your disagreements with him but it's like yeah that that's kind of so here, here's, but here's my wait, wait, hold on let me just say okay so here's my issue with the whole thing is that the the narrative you guys are 
and I would say all of us are talking about. What I want to do is take a step back, okay? Because you wanted to talk about like the Confederacy and everything like that. There, there were, there is a lot of things that built up to that. The fact that we had slavery, I don't think that slavery, especially how it was the transatlantic slavery that was going on, was was automatically a race issue. I believe no. it became a it race issue. It was a capitalism issue. issue. Right. Mm-hmm. It became a race issue to validate it. But if you could you could read Lincoln's comments on what he said about black people, it's no less racist than you would have the, the racism in the South. There's the hypocrisy. That's why I don't I don't buy into the, the, the BS that the, the federal government were the heroes because they didn't really care about the 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 uh, black American any more than, let's say, the Confederates. Because even though you had slaves, there were conf- people in in the South that took care of their slaves and even freed them. They wouldn't just free them right away because you don't send someone. Here's the problem of giving every free uh, slave after the Civil War five acres and a mule is that they've been trained their whole life for generations to be a slave. Now you're sending them out in the world to survive and they have not been trained to do that. But but, so because, you know, we're about to hit that time where we got to record again. But this is what I want to say is that I think what helps this conversation and the conversation we're getting into here is making sure that our narratives is correct, okay? So like, and I- And we're critiquing the right yeah. thing. Here's the problem that I would say with what David said. It was all about white people and black people. Now you could say class-wise that, that the elite class of this country is predominantly white, sure. But I would say so it's probably the middle class because this country is predominantly white. So what do you do when you say things the way you did? You just alienated all the other white people who don't, have that experience or isn't experiencing that way and they're like well gee you know if i'm going to be the guilty guy just because of my skin color i might as well you know it's not go, i might as go well whole ham with but i'm people. not going to care about your blm yeah. because you're just blaming me when it's really just i'm not a, blaming them you said, I said some i said in my text no, message i said, said you, no i didn't i said look go you back said to my text white message. people will wake up tomorrow yeah. and not feel any different yeah okay you well okay fine okay fine that's it but they won't how how wait, how does that affect them at all? You just you just went back on what you said. Fine, fine. That's the idea. That's the idea. How does that affect them at all? That's why this is why I didn't want to talk about this all over again. Because you can say this stuff, then I'd say the same thing. Then nothing changes. Eric. We talked about this. What do you? Like two I, I just, uh, what do you want? What is it that you want to change? You want racism to go away? Is that what? Is that what? No, I'm saying is this. I'm saying is that me saying this stuff. Like that's why I didn't post any of it because nothing's going to change. Well, it's not. But you know what's good. Like it's not like my opinions does not matter because everyone has to no I'm not my opinions yeah. is not gonna change someone else's opinion because right. this thing is such a we already have the foundation it's concrete like you can't it's such a hard concrete thing that it's gonna be so freaking difficult for someone else to say you know what that's right. What he, what I was thinking was wrong. What he's saying is what I'm gonna. I agree with him. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That. No, it's not. So no, like, I, I, I think. I, I, yeah. So I, I said my opinion, and I didn't. That's why I didn't. I didn't want to put it on Facebook because I didn't want any comments. I didn't want to have an argument. I wanted to say what I believed. And that's it. That was the only problem. That's why I didn't want to go on here because I said what I believed because I knew there was gonna be you guys gonna comment on all that stuff, which I didn't want. I believe what I believe. I said it to my group of friends. Because my, with my group of friends, it's this. It's seven of us. Uh, three of us are Christian. One's an atheist. One's a Mormon. And like, we have... Well, it's like, you say what you want, but you don't... You believe what you believe. 
that's what we don't ever push religion and just shame it down someone's throat. Can I pause it and then you start? Yeah, then. Good. We don't shame, uh, like shove it down someone's throat. So the, re the reason I came in is because I do feel like I do wanted to say something. I was gonna record myself and put it on Facebook. I did want to give my opinion, my feelings, what I think is the problem about this whole situation. How I think, how my personal opinions, how we can fix it. Mm -hmm. Well, not like pulling it, but we can at least put start patching things up. Like I said, my personal opinion is that if we're gonna fix this thing. We just gotta start over. We gotta start a new foundation of for the country. The children that are coming in, like it is. If we, if we set a strong enough foundation, we can set these kids correct in the correct path of how they see other kids, how they treat, how we're going to represent, then that's why I think it's going to, I don't think it's going to be a permanent fix, but I think it will help a lot. Yeah, okay, like, and I, I agree. But here's my question. Are you willing to change your mind on that idea? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, nothing's going to happen. Exactly. But, but, I'm not going to change my mind. You're so, not going to change your mind. Well, so hold, that's why I'm not, not. You can't say You're it. not going to change how, your mind. Wait, right? hang on. Are, are you willing to change your mind on the idea that that white people will wake up the day after the Capitol riots, like if it when a white person wakes up the day after an event like that, that their world has not changed. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm not saying that say... it hasn't changed as much as you know. E even like you have a poor white person and a poor black person, the po the poor black person's world probably has changed more, and or their their perceived sense of danger, you know, has possibly changed more, especially if they're you know living in D.C. Um, you know, I think that once you move from upper to middle to lower class the, there's a skew on those demographics that changes from like more predominantly white to less predominantly white to perhaps not even predominantly okay, white. fine yes i'll change my mind on that just because of the whole millions and millions of people live in america i bet there's a percentage of people white people that you know were affected by it yes but you you are understanding my point you i wasn't no mind i'm not even trying to get that what well like you weren't saying no like it's fine like it's like it wasn't something like I'm not trying to make oh it's a hundred percent white people. I wasn't trying to say that. I don't think I was it, anyone of my friends even thought I would admit a hundred percent white people were gonna weren't affected by it. I'm just saying like in general like white people no. Like I wasn't mean like oh a hundred percent. No, I bet there were maybe like in a percentage wise, I bet there was some percent. I think people. I think to to what David is saying is what people are seeing is you have in the summer you have protests for civil rights and what is and what eric is saying is like yeah you, you have those and what you're seeing through the news is that it's getting put down they're they're being met with largely what's being broadcasted is force and civil rights are being put down but then you have this capital riot that is again, being broadcasted by the media, as Eric is saying, and as David is saying as well, that you have uh, this capital riot of predominantly white people waving symbols of hate because there were, and I do truly believe, that the Confederate flag is a symbol of hate. Uh, and I would argue that it's in line with the Nazi flag, also a symbol of hate, also uh, being carried by several protesters at the capital riot. So you have these symbols of hate being waved. And so what does that say? You have protests for civil rights being put down aggressively. You have uh, 
riots of, or protests, if you want to call it, just to use the same words for both, uh, with symbols of hate being taken through the Capitol that are not being put down aggressively. And what is that saying? And how are, how are we as a nation, what, are, what is the statement that's being made here? Would you say that when the uh, protests in the summer turned violent and turned into destruction of property and theft and all that that was unacceptable yeah i i i and i i fear speaking uh without thinking um but it's gonna happen because it's me um no I, i'll give you the benefit of the doubt like you I, know i'm not trying to gotcha i, I right think here. i think it is not the right way to do it but I understand why it happened. And I think that's kind of what you were saying towards the beginning about the Capitol riots, Eric, was... It's like, we, as a nation, we had this coming. Uh, yeah, I, I think... I, I see it. I think it's a Martin Luther King quote. David, I think you would... I think you spoke on that one early in the podcast. That is, uh, riots are the voice of the... Unheard. Riots are... Voice of the unheard. Okay, yeah, riots are the voice that's of the unheard. That's a Martin Luther King quote? I think so. Martin Luther King? It does not sound like something he would say, but maybe um, I'm wrong. Because he, he was pretty anti-violence, right? It's, it's along those lines. I'm just trying to understate. The, the quote is along the lines of like, hey, when people are rioting... It's a it, sign. It, it's, a last yeah. re, it's a last resort. You know, it, it, People are saying, hey, hear me, hear me, hear me. You're not hearing me. The, the flames go. Brick through the window. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, do I understand it? Do, do I do I accept it? I'm like, yeah, go do it. No. Okay. Do I understand it? Yeah, like, for years, we there's been a protest for social justice. And for years, there's been a condemnation of it. Condemnation and, of people protesting for social justice? Yeah. Well, like, at, the, like the kneeling at Colin the Colin yeah. yeah. Like, like, the, okay, okay, I, I was misinterpreting your terms, but okay, yeah, yeah, I know people who are like, oh, it, how can it, you kneel? They need to be fired for kneeling or, during the, or, uh, yeah, then, my then Colin Kaepernick became that. a spokesperson for Nike, yeah, and then people, people started burning Nike stuff, yeah, and it's just like, hey, burn it as long as you buy it, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, Nike's the like, money spent, yeah, mm. you know, so, so for years, this is all occurring, and, and there's, uh, Silent protest isn't a good word, but there's there's protesting occurring and occurring and occurring and occurring. Mm. Nonviolent protesting. Yeah. yeah. And then So the you, tension builds because yeah. the problem's not getting addressed. And I see that. And so and so while I don't uh endorse it, I understand it. Mm. As opposed to the Capitol riots where it's like, Okay, you think the election was stolen. Yeah. It's gone to court. The court said no. Mm. You say yes anyway. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, now it's going. Due it's process going, has been, and it's still going. The the on January sixth, Congress wasn't sitting there, um, you know, putting Biden in the seat of the presidency. They were, oh, what's the word? They were. They're voting confirming, to confirm. They were confirming the, the votes. Vote, yeah. mm-hmm. So the the process was still in the works, and you have. Uh, a a current sitting president that's still casting down on that that's still rioting or uh, riling a crowd up you have the president's um i would argue that rudy giuliani was a mouthpiece because he was 
the one going to court. It's like the beast in the false prophet. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that he was a mouthpiece because he was the one going to court and kind of pushing this stuff that literally said, we need to have trial by combat. Whoa. You didn't dang. hear that? It, no, but like when I hear it, I automatically like disapprove. It was, and it, it, was, it, was, it was, it doesn't strike me I don't remember if he came before character. Trump or after Trump, but it was, it was in January 6th. Mm. That speech, you know, it was uh, Mo, whatchamacallum, Rudy Giuliani and Trump speaking. And Rudy Giuliani goes, we need trial by combat. Mm -hmm. And Trump says, we're going to march up to the Capitol and I'll be right there with you. Mm. Like, the, the this has been building up for a little bit of time. And I say a little bit of time since November, mm. you know, we're two months in. It's gone through due process. And now what is shown is symbols of hate make it into the capital mm. what what is the message that's being communicated maybe it's by the media but at the same time it still happened mm. now did it happen to everybody in the crowd had a flag or you know because I'll, I'll be honest like that's all you hear about you don't hear about i'm sure the thousands of people that went mm, I'm, I'm not going to the capital like i'm going to march up to the capital but i'm not going in there i'm sure they turned away and walked away do we hear about that no but did it happen? And what do we need to do about it? Well, what is the message that's being said? But he, like that too. That, that's a great point. Like it was just like they lost, so they got angry. And freaking, uh, freaking terrorist attack! Now he was my big thing. I was like, dude, just shut the f up, please, Donald Trump, just shut up. It's when <laughs> he said fact? this. No, I always, I always say that. I think he's an idiot. I think they're both idiots. But one thing, I was like, dude, just shut up. He made a two-minute video of him talking. Afterwards? Yeah. 30, no, 22 seconds of it was telling them, hey, guys, go home. The other freaking you. other seconds was like, it was a fraud. Yeah. They stole you're, from me. You're accountable you are for doing more than little just like right now. You are the leader of this country. And you aren't. You're not doing anything to help it. Well, did, did you no, hear that just, speech? It was, it was oh, such he a told, He told them. He goes, he goes, thank you. We love you. You're great people. Yeah. And he's he speaking yeah. to the people... Waving symbols of hate in yeah. the Capitol. Okay. And he was well, more I, I, I think, speaking, speaking broadly of the protesters. So, but I think that one thing Eric's trying to communicate is that when this gets framed like merely as like a black white issue, then you have these like poor white Appalachian meth head whatevers that they're they're like, okay, well I know what what team I I'm know on. where my line what side I fall on. Yeah. Were we more correctly framing this as an issue between the disenfranchised and the exploiters, then we could have a better uh, made up. Like it, it, there would be a better makeup, a better mm -hmm. uh, demographic demographic representation of who's really suffering here, and and those who are suffering, who are black and Hispanic and and you know whatever else would have more support than they do right now. Like, because they would also have the support of a Say lot of... Say that again of... differently for me. Sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. I, no. I, I think it made sense, I feel like but I'm trying I think to I use a lot of words to, mm -hmm. to get my... More words than are necessary to, point, to get my point across. Okay. If you frame this as a black-white issue, then I wake up, I'm white. Okay, I know what side of the issue I need to be on. Okay, and right. So, so then you have the majority of white people will be against those poor disenfranchised, you know, minorities who really do need the help and they will and 
those minorities will be suffering even more. Okay. Okay. Now, were you to instead frame it constantly over social media, over the news, over those things as an issue between the disenfranchised, those who are suffering and being exploited by the current system, and the exploiters of that system, if you were to, if you were instead framing the narrative that way, then those even the minorities who are suffering would have more support because they would have the support of the, I mean, bottom who, 99% who of you, America. Who, who would you say the exploiters are? The exploiters are, I mean, media. lobbyists, Wall Street, Politicians, uh, the media. So, so they are the ones who are also controlling the means by which that communication is disseminated. Yeah, yeah. which is also okay. a massive problem. Right, which I, for the record... I've been on, and I've been on the record of saying this big capitalism is a huge issue. Um, Untethered, yeah, uh, cutthroat. Yeah, just yeah. you know, how how is anyone to compete with a Walmart? And and there's been many instances of people of other companies being unable to compete with Walmart. Uh, Vlasic Pickle has an excellent story about their competition with Walmart, and I would encourage anybody mm. to go look that up. Where Walmart said. No, you are going to create this product for us, and it's you're and it's going to cost you. You are we are going to sell it for less than you make it for and sell it to us for. And if you don't do it, we stop selling you. Wait, you're we're going to sell it for less than you sell it to us for. Yes. Like so, Walmart's going to be the one losing the money. No, no, no. Vlasic Pickle will be the one. We're we're going to sell it for less we're going to pay you less than it costs you to make yes the pro okay yeah got it and and vlasic pickle said we don't want to do that and walmart said okay well then we don't carry vlasic pickle and watch you lose much Shrivel more money up and die mm -hmm. and and it and it's a truth i mean like look it up I, I if i'm not wrong vlasic actually had to file bankruptcy because of it mm -hmm. um so i've been on the record for this but i i don't think that framework is necessarily the best framework um because like the system as it is? No, the where you said or... the exploiters versus the exploited. Um, because I don't, I don't believe that's what was at hand here. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, you're talking about the capital riot specifically. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't believe there was. Exp uh, I feel like there was a feeling of having been disenfranchised by the system, but I think that largely there's a, there's another motivating engine at work so uh, um, again okay so this is what I would say and I'm gonna give certain examples to, to explain where, where I'm coming from but I largely see that there's a game being played and I feel that everybody who's buying into the narratives are being are being pawns they're 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 being taken advantage of. So who are the players of the game? The, the players would be the politicians and the media. S certain stories... Politicians on one side, media on the other? No, they're, they're pretty much in cahoots. Politicians and media on one side, politicians yeah, the, and media the on the other. Yeah, the left-leaning politicians and media versus the right-leaning politicians and media. Either way... And, yeah, it's like... They're making they're money. They're raking it in. Like yeah. they're, they're getting they're celebrity. Like, they're making money. If you got a good story, it's, it's, it's going to sell. That's this is going. like watching the... Uh, the medieval war games that would be played between like French princes. Right. Yeah. And it's like kids would, would go off to play these war game kids. Like, you know, yeah. 16 year old squires would, would go off to, to play these war games and come back like missing three fingers because of a wound. And you know, they weren't supposed to kill anyone, but 
people would still be wounded. They'd go home. They wouldn't be as efficient workers. They would suffer. And the kings would be like, oh, wasn't that fun? Like, now let's go, you know, do something else. Right. So, so, uh, but, so let me, let me uh, finish my thought here. So, you know, the, the, here's the, how the game is played, a good example, right? So you're, you're talking about uh, what happened in the Capitol riots, right? But let's rewind four years there's uh, president trump was elected everybody thought largely he was going to lose and i think he was largely elected because it was a giant middle finger from a lot of americans to the, the government. system yeah. the system right they thought so, it would be effective at draining the swamp and all that right kind of and so he goes in there and he does his thing for pretty much his whole presidency his presidency was always in question whether he was in cahoots with with russia his supporters see that and his supporters see the other side trying to take away their president that they felt was legitimately like legitimately elected to be president. Right. Now it's the other way around. That means both sides are hypocrites. But what you keep doing, yeah, no, but listen, because what but I was like, but but what were the outcomes on both of those? What do you mean? So but they was, would say they would say uh, it's like being at a basketball game where the ref is only calling the fouls on the other team or on on your team. That's right. how those people probably felt. But, but like, I, I, I get, I get that feeling. But, but so there was no riot four years ago. There, yeah. Okay. There so, was no storming of the Capitol four years ago. Yeah, because it's ramping up. Okay. Okay. So okay. Fair. But but so like go to the the BLM riots, which again I don't think that the Black Lives Matter movement, the people that are involved, is all about just Black Lives Matter because I think people are taking advantage of people. And the fact that there's this movement, okay, because that's that's a resource. But you see uh, what happened in, I, I believe it was uh, in Seattle, like what happened in the Pacific Northwest, right? So I think it was in Portland that the police headquarters right. was pretty yeah. much Talking surrendered. Chaz. And then there was Chaz. So here yep. goes, here's your point here, okay? No, I, I, I yeah, I, I don't agree yeah, with Chaz at all. However, when Trump wanted to send federal troops to deal with that situation, there was pushback from the other side. Now there was there was Pelosi saying, "Where are the Where's the National Guard with these rioters who come to Capitol Hill?" Here's the hypocrisy. So so, so each side is just oh, hold on. So each yeah. side is pointing the finger. Each side is making the their people believe that that's the enemy, and they're going to take advantage of any little thing that comes out there. And then the media is going to hold on to it and push it, push it. It's push like it, that Spider-Man meme where they're both pointing, pointing at each yeah. other. <laughs> so yeah, and so but I just want to say like you see the the emotion. Here. You, you, you see what's going on here and it's like i i don't want to play the game i think anybody who like I've, I've seen the game and i think that anybody who's playing this game that they're they're being taken advantage but here's here's really who the big losers are going to be it is going to be the politicians and media it is going to be like a french revolution because when the people there will be a winner okay yeah. or both sides are like hey they finally wake up and they're like you know it's these guys and their heads are going to be on the chopping block, literally. <laughs> the media is so to blame. It's so ridiculous. And, and, and obviously the politicians, all it's been is a ramping up. And then that's why the celebrity of the presidency has been pushed up, because he becomes the figure of this ideology or this party. And that's our guy. And that's why you get this cultism. It's because all it's been doing is ramping up. By the way, I would say that the celebrity of the presidency r really started ramping up with Obama. Because I can't remember a president who would, who would during his presidency, would show up on The Tonight Show and wanted to be the cool guy. Well, uh, no, I, I would, no, 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 huh? no, not, not while he was president. Reagan? 
no, 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 not while they were not while they were in the presidency. Maybe during the election, like they wanted to to get this. Yes, but that's not what I'm talking about. I, I'm he was president. He was in the middle of his term, dude. He became I, a celebrity. I, I agree. I agree that Obama became a celebrity. Yeah. I and, wouldn't say and that. He got like, the dark. He was the first. Yeah, I, would, I, 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 I say, no, no, no. He I'm was not a saying, degree up. Like he was the next notch on right, the right. I'm not saying because obviously, uh, for quite some time, the presidency. I think we hit. I think we spiked. I think we went down with Clinton and Bush and oh, other Bush. I, I definitely call Bush Jr. a spike because, like, well, one, one of the things I, I think I because of global, I think because of global circumstances, he well, was a spike. But I, in terms of like seeking it out and stuff like that, I heard someone say the the thing that makes that gives me the most faith in American democracy is that when Bush right after nine eleven with like a ninety whatever percent approval rating, he just he didn't just say martial law let's do it right now and like he he could have like it, it has never even since then even with trump even with you know whatever there's never been a president who had it more within his power to have the people hand him the keys to everything i mean right. and they got the patriot act passed yeah. so it's like they didn't leave that one without a little bit of a win so yeah, so, so what i just want to say is it's, it's ramping up and um what i think a lot of these people on, on the losing side. And here's here's what I'll just say about the loss of the election. I think it was a colossal failure of the government not to have an official investigation. The, the if you the read, federal government yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if to you, overstep the states. Um in a, well to, to over <laughs> oh, was that, that, oh, that's, that's, oh. that was been my, my most interesting thing is these groups of people that said that they were all for the states' rights, the protest was Stop the state's rights. The federal government should have the power to determine the election. Well, no, 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 wait, I stop, don't mean I stop don't... the state's investigations. You're saying no, no. The state's investigated. Yeah, but I'm saying it was. You're, you're saying they, they that, that their, their their call their was to have a was... federal investigation. Yeah, okay. yes, was but that the not... federal government should determine what every state thinks. No, no, no. It's not. It's not that. I'm not. I'm not saying have the federal government determine what the states. I'm saying have the federal government be that voice of authority on what has happened, which is. Giving the federal government the absolute highest say in the election. Yeah, because the well, the, then the federal the states, government comes forward and says, yeah, this guy won. And yeah, then it's the federal government that's, that's deciding. They, they have that power. I don't know why you guys are surprised. They already have that power. No. Yes, they Not over the current system. The states decide who the president is. Yes. That's how they they decide how their electoral votes get counted. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and they decide if, with their, with their, how yeah. they're counted. You're, you're right, but yeah. if... Did those states have... Like, did each state in which there was questions have an investigation? No, it wasn't. Okay. It, it, I, I wouldn't say it was it was investigation. It was more like a he said, she said. Here are the officials saying this is what happened. And here are the people, the eyewitnesses accounts here. Is what you have. And if you read what the judges were saying, it was largely that we don't want to possibly disenfranchise hundreds of thousands of voters. Okay, fine. But yeah, have, right. a, have a neutral, because if the question is on the way that the states ran it and that they're you're, it, you're overlooking something though you're saying it's a he said she said what what is being said hey we've put in place these systems of checks and balances mm -hmm. what is she saying there is election fraud okay prove that you have a system of checks and balances there's people that watch the counting there's people in charge of this 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 all mm -hmm. right you you there's election fraud prove it someone showed up in a truck to deliver food and there wasn't enough food for everybody so the rest that's, of that truck must have you, had, but you know that's not the. That's a straw man. Because well, that's I wouldn't not, say straw man, but like you know that that's probably the least serious example of the ones that yeah. that could. And, and I'm not, 
I'm not on the side of that this was a steal. Right. I think there was probably fraud, not, like there's but, always fraud. Okay, I'm, not, but, I'm, not, I'm not saying yeah. it is a steal, but when you don't have that, so... Uh, it causes but, 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 people but look, to lose but look faith. But look at what he said, she said. He said, we have systems in place. We've yeah. proven the systems were in place. What does she say? There's election fraud. Prove that there was an election fraud. Prove that you saw what fraud. Was, not, not that you saw fraud, but prove that fraud took place. It's not a good fraud if you can prove it. Yeah, honestly, oh my, no, oh it my, is it. Oh my God. It's, but am I, is there not okay. a truth to that? No, you, well, he wouldn't be a very good spy if I could prove it. No, no, no. I, I, what okay. I mean by prove then, it, I don't mean, listen, I, what I mean by no, prove no, it I, I, is bringing, I was I, like, here is an election, here's a ballot that was changed, and uh, here's the signature of the election official who decided to change it. They're not going to have that. And the, the, the burden of proof that you want is not believable. You can't have like it's the not, level of proof. yeah the level yeah. of proof you can't have that so why not have people who have the authority so, so what so and and know. there's a precedent so I want to say there is a precedence to it I forgot which election it was I think it was Hayes where they did have 1850 something it was later yeah than that. that was not the same they did have a federal government though investigate they had the federal government investigate because the question that when the when you have that vote that they were doing in the senate the yeah. question is were two separate like from one state so let's say georgia sent this is our official document and another person from georgia said this is our official document yeah and they're contested yeah then the federal government has to say whose is right what's going on right that was not sent by any state right right no, no and so I, there's not the same situation well but it sets a precedent that the federal government can and does in fact have the authority to validate to declare it's not just, when yeah. a state's uh election which, is valid or invalid which would then exactly. go back yeah. to the state but, but yeah. that's not which he, yeah. he's just saying that's the system that we live in so, right yeah. now yeah so the investigation would not be about hey uh you know we're going to determine who it is because it would be a bipartisan mm -hmm. party and it would uh I remember Ted Cruz talking about this. I was like, that's a brilliant idea. You had mm -hmm. Supreme Court justices. You had Congress, uh, women, uh, women and men, whoever. Both sides, trusted people who are both looking at this. And what that would have created was a level. There's there's no doubt I, after that. I, I think, I doubt that there would be no doubt. Uh, no, I mean, you say gonna, like, it would kill a I, lot of doubt. I, I, mm -hmm. I doubt the percentage that the doubt would if diminish. you do it right, you could. So yeah, let's say you have Rudy because Giuliani. Because people are going to say, well, yeah, the federal government, but then like, and then they're going to find something to, sure. to undermine the authority yeah. of the yeah, federal government. Like, my, have... my big question about the whole, there's someone behind the scenes making it fraudulent, is how did they convince Trump-appointed Supreme Court justices in the state to say the election results were good? How did they convince a Republican Secretary of State to say the elections mm. like these are not people a, that are a, on their side a, Tr a trump designated official there are multiple head trump designated cyber security I, for election results I, to say like be yeah. just because he's they're republican or they were designated by trump doesn't mean that their loyalty at the end of the day lies but, but so then i would many, say my, my i would say I the burden of you but or the so level of many. proof that you're mm -hmm. that the, you're looking I'm, to all have I'm saying is, i'm not saying that fraud can't happen all i'm saying is the level of fraud that that would have to take place and the amount of people that you would have to convince and keep There's silent. so many One of the links. things that uh, Charles Colson, or was it Charles Colson? It was the guy that was closely associated with Nixon. Uh, he wrote this, he wrote this about why he believed the gospel was true. And he said that the reason that he believed that the gospel was true, that the apostles um, who, and the disciples that were killed for their faith um, and never changed their message, the reason why he said that, he's like, I absolutely believe in that, is because he said, 
five people couldn't keep a secret for two weeks in the Watergate scandal. Yeah. Five people, like just a, like half a dozen people couldn't keep a secret. How could you have millions of people keeping a secret? Or even or even hundreds of different states, different regions, different uh, officials, people with yeah. different with different upbringings, different culture, different background. Yeah. How could you convince all of them to do all of it and keep their mouth shut? Well, here's here's, so here's my pushback, because this is where as a neutral, this is where I feel like this is mm-hmm. kind of the hypocrisy is that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can also say how, how can thousands of people who sign affidavits also keep a secret? Because mm-hmm. clearly they would have been bought or whatever, convinced oh, somehow oh, to, oh. to lie mm-hmm. under under penalty of, I believe, is perjury that these things did not happen. I think well, some they, of the they stuff... They were never sworn into the court, though. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they, they were signed, affi- they were si- they they signed were never, affidavits, but they were never sworn into the court. How come so they weren't sworn in the court? Because they, they, they the court wouldn't... Trial. Yeah, but, <laughs> so, but so that's I, would, I would also argue, and, and you know, uh, as a believer, I, I don't know if I should argue it, but uh, I would I would argue fanaticism and cultism, especially for Trump. Like, I mean, like you, like you, I mean, if right. you've seen some of these testimonials, mm-hmm. like, you know, these people would, mm-hmm. I mean, some of these people just have no credibility oh. and are like, uh, but some of these I people are also Democrats. And you're like, Ugh. some of these some of these people are also Democrats. Some of these people did not vote for Trump or like Trump. So here's the thing: is that my problem is both, like, discounting both things is incredulous to me. Like that's so that's why I'm like have an investigation because something big just happened. I think uh, the, it's either there's the, this massive uh, lie that Giuliani and and the people in Trump's team has mm-hmm. somehow amassed mm-hmm. that all these eyewitness accounts mm-hmm. and and again what I will say to make it fair is some of these things I think were just that they were not aware of policies and they thought it was yeah. fraudulent. But mm-hmm. still, that's not the vast majority. Mm-hmm. So what do you do with these people? You're gonna to have to wait for one of them to break and say it was all a lie and it was all mm. it was all conspiracy and it's just like, mm-hmm. okay, I can wait for that and I can also wait for for something inside the, the government in these states. So mm-hmm. it's like to me that's why I'm like, get an investigation there, get a neutral mm-hmm. party, have Rudy Giuliani be part of it, and also mm-hmm. have the you know AOC or whoever mm-hmm. who represents the other side. If you have those mouthpieces that these people have so much <laughs> faith in, now they could turn on Giuliani. Mm-hmm. Yes, I get mm-hmm. it. But at the end of the day, I think yeah. that kills a lot of doubt. I yeah, think it does. And I, I think I think the the big question that came to my mind when all of this went down was timing. Right. Why did all of a sudden, out of nowhere, did all of these senators get together and say the election is fraudulent after the account was in and Trump lost? Why was it after Trump lost that he said the election might be fraudulent? Why wasn't it two years ago? Why wasn't it four years ago? They could have done election reform any time in that period. And one of the senators made a speech. He said, I... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Uh, he made a speech. Uh, during that, I said, how come none of you supported my bills for election? For I put many of them forward, and you all... These Republicans that were saying we need to reform the election, he said, none of you supported them. In fact, some of you resisted it. Well, because think, the way uh, we voted, Mitch McConnell was one of those like big oppositions. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but I'm um, sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. Uh, I actually have to leave as well. Mm-hmm. But man, I really wish I could stay on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, just one argument that I was going to make like ten minutes ago, and this isn't to derail. I would like for you to continue. Is I agree that there's a spin on the media um, on both sides. Yeah. Um, I would say my question would be who's spinning more and which spin is doing more damage because I don't think that's, that matters. That I, I, want, I would disagree with you because I think um, there's bias no matter what. 
every 100%, every single person in the world is biased. Mm -hmm. So it's impossible to give an opinion without bias. Um, (laughs) Now, uh, there's, I would say, purposeful bias, where it's like, well, yeah, but this biasness is benefiting me. And then there's biasness of like, Mm -hmm. well, this is what I truly believe. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a key issue at hand is, there's a biasness that's being promoted that mm. very much benefits someone. It's like an agenda-driven bias. Yeah. Versus a... Good faith. A vers- yes. Good faith. Exactly. Um, I would love to discuss that with you mm. more today, or not today, I gotta leave, uh, next week, or even on a phone call outside of that, but please, continue this. Media, <laughs> let's do media and social media next week, and, oh, okay. and it's mm. framing of things. Mm. We'll probably wrap this up before too long. Else. Yeah. But, well, well, I would right. say Bye, is... Guys. Love you. Love you <laughs> the uh, the thing about this election, because of COVID, so two years ago there wasn't COVID, and COVID did change things, mm-hmm. and that's where I find the timing kind of funny because we voted in 2020 in a way that we've never voted really, where it was en masse with mail-in ballots. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not pushing like a conspiracy or anything, but when when people are they rightly point out that who was really pushing for the mail-in ballots, it was the Democrats. Wasn't so much the Republicans. That's also that because does not if you're mean, a Democrat, you're probably more temperamentally inclined to believe that the virus is like yeah, earth-shattering. Right. And that's what I was going to say. Yeah. It doesn't mean that, that, that automatically uh, there's fraud or anything yeah. like that. But mm-hmm. those things need to be taken into account also with our election. It was done in a much different way than we were, we're used to. So those policies and everything, mm-hmm. they're novel, especially because they had to be made up on the, not want to mm-hmm. say on the spot, but they had to be made up for this special occasion. It's like, could someone have taken advantage of us? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. very, very much so. But I'm not buying into that the election was stolen. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying that I don't think enough was really done. Mm-hmm. And so when to Trump give, says what he says... To give the American people the, the reassurance that they yeah. needed mm-hmm. to... And so when, mm-hmm. yeah, Trump does what he does, when he says what he says, that's, I mean, yes, you're going to have this cult following him, but I think there's more members mm-hmm. of that cult because of this. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, no, no I don't think... Because he, of the disaster that this all became yeah and, and so like like if you're thinking if you if you voted for trump and you know like you're really a supporter of him and then you saw what was going on during his presidency always this uh the, the yeah legitimizing yeah and all this stuff and then and then this happens and it's like it's just to me it's just like this is just a back and forth that this is gonna keep ramping up and if we don't mm-hmm. we don't pump the brakes mm-hmm. it's it's inevitable what's gonna happen mm-hmm. and i don't see i don't see you know a biden harris presidency pumping the brakes pumping the brakes at all uh the fact that uh you know the democrats have the house and the senate as well i don't see it and so it's like you guys this is just this is gonna be a disaster so i am actually a bit concerned hmm. um myself and now nah, you're white yeah right <laughs> well you know and the, and the, see because there's so many issues that's going on here and i and that's the thing is like unless you i don't like broad brushing and I feel like mm-hmm. there was there's a lot of broad brushing. I think mm-hmm. the narratives are very broad brushing. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, look, you do have anarchists that are in the midst of the BLM. That's a concern, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I don't think they're any like less dangerous than the, the right wing people, the the neo Nazis or what, what have you. In the Trump, I think both of them are not beneficial for the American people. Mm-hmm. But that's what what I see is a problem on both sides. What I see is is is, is far, I guess, more global and what I think a lot of people end up doing is, is, is end up choosing one side more over the other. And it's like, I, I don't want that. I want, uh, I don't think it's right for anybody to be afraid in this country because of their skin color. 
I think that obviously that needs to, that, that needs to change. Mm -hmm. And, but I would say the culprit, as I said earlier, is, is America. It's mm -hmm. not, it's not just the South. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that, like what you, again, it's just antagonizing, mm -hmm. you know, when, when, when I, I don't see the Confederate flag, um, as something that, that I would support waving or whatever, but I also wouldn't wave the American flag. I don't have a loyalty to America. That's true. Um, but so, but if people are like, oh, that's a symbol of hate. And I do think there's a big difference in the Confederate flag because the, conf I mean, and you, so you can say same, the same thing with the Nazi symbol, right? Because the Nazi symbol predated mm -hmm. the Nazis. So did the Confederate flag when it comes to the Confederacy. But I don't, I think if you do an honest survey of the Confederacy of the United States, it wasn't made up 100% of racists or of slave owners. But why did that get pushed? Again, this is a narrative here. Because when they lost, it was who did they blame? Mm. Oh, the slaves. And then they oppressed them. And it was easy. It was easy to get all these mm. angry white people in the South to then pour all their anger on, on the free slaves. And I, I think at the end of the day, the, the big losers during it all were, were the free, you know, black slaves of, of this country. Yeah. Mm. And they, they didn't... Like I said, you know, like they didn't really, when you talk about lynchings and all the stuff that they had to endure mm -hmm. and all that, like that was North and South, unfortunately, mm -hmm. you know? And so I just see narratives that are being pushed by the media and people are pushing mm -hmm. and, you know, like that's just my problem with what Dave is saying is not so much that I don't support the adoptions or, um, you know, that, that, that there might be a difference in the way that black people, and I, I wouldn't say all black people. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, you know, but like, I think that's part of the problem is that we, we put someone in a group automatically mm -hmm. and assume their context because of the way they look, which is wrong. I think you hit on a really, really, really good point, at least from my opinion. And that's a lot of things that are going on is overly reductionistic. Mm this side that even like when when we're talking we're saying the media like there's one singular um you know the democrats and republicans like because for me it's like well where do i fit in because i'm not on either side of these and my leanings tend to be a little over here and my social well it only tends to be over a little you know more conservative um so how do how do I fit into this system when it's so pol like not not polarized? I feel like people use that my language all the time, but reductionistic of mm. all these people, you know, all white people, all black people, all and instead of being like there is so much complexity to the world and so much, like it could be that, because I think we're looking for like oh what's the one big thing we need to fix? It could be that there's a million different things mm -hmm. going on. That's actually there could really be a lot of there could be a lot of different things going on. I think the trouble of saying you know just let's let's work really hard to raise the next generation lovingly mm. is the Puritans did that. And there was a small community in, I think it was in um, either New England or, or it was in the South where they tried to create this community of perfect, you know, they're going to be Christians. They're going to do well. The next, the, the literally the second generation from that community was awful. All <laughs> rejected the faith. So there's no guarantee that if we just perfect society, yeah. um, everything will be good. Utopia. Yeah. That kind of like, um, uh, post tribute that if we just keep getting better and better you know what hit that be really hard was world war one the worst <laughs> the worst conflict yeah. where the world is ripping itself apart and yeah. it was for no reason 
Yeah. It was for like treaty affiliations. Um, so yeah. I think that's I think that's helpful. And that, to not be so re- like the the chess, you know, analogy that you were mm-hmm. saying about pawns. It's it's almost like you have the two kings mm-hmm. off the board, like you know, sipping glasses of scotch and watching these other people tear each other apart. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, it. Hmm. The 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 blacks are a powerful, volatile minority. How can we keep them from addressing the things that uh, actually matter? Let's let's write the narrative in such a way that it's it's strictly race. And uh, you know, you could say the same thing with whatever. You could say the same thing with um, you know. How how do we keep white people with influence off our trail? It's like well, let's just try to convince them that the the reason for the power for the power imbalance is the Jews or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is it's like, man, just it's, it's smoke and mirrors, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to be overly reductionistic and, mm-hmm. and just say the media mm-hmm. or the, or like, you know, politicians as such, but it's like, I, I don't think there's probably anyone in Congress that I could be friends with, mm-hmm. um, on just moral grounds of the thing, the types mm-hmm. of things that Congress winds up putting through. Mm-hmm. And, I actually am of the understanding, maybe I'm mistaken, that a lot of media is controlled by maybe six or seven people, you know, whose hands are on switches. It's like once you have, um, you know, mm-hmm. Facebook mm-hmm. and you have, what is it, Sinclair that owns all of the, or a lot of the television mm-hmm. company, uh, even like local news is, mm-hmm. uh, it's like you could boil it down and say... Mm-hmm. A massive amount of the power is in mm. very few hands. Mm. So I, I wouldn't want to mm-hmm. be overly reductionistic, but at the same time, it's like mm-hmm. there is that kind of Pareto distribution effect of it's mm-hmm. like everything stacks up at the yeah. front. Mm. I think my my perspective tends to just be uh, even so. Come Lord Jesus. <laughs> well, I'm like I like to I like to distribute distribute the wickedness evenly. Yeah. So I think that yeah, absolutely, like absolutely there people are people are evil that are, too. Well, let's say there are people that are doing, you know, pulling, almost trying to do, you know, bad things, but it's us too. Yeah. Because right. it's not just like, oh, there's this guy who, you know, wants to control the media, so he's saying whatever he wants to say. He's saying what you're watching. Yeah. Whatever gets you to watch, because that's not, it, yeah. they make the money based on views, not based on narrative. Political, yeah. So whatever I mean, narrative that's... gets you to watch. So in the end, kind of, I'm like, mm, who do who we have to blame? Kind of ourselves. We're mm. tuning in. We're watching, and yeah. so that's yeah. and that's oh. and my so my big frustration and this might make me sound like an old guy was the invention of cable news where now instead of one hour at night was mm. news stories and we just we just told you what was happening twenty four hours twenty four hours well what are you gonna do to fill the time you can't have you know you can't have dead air that's like the chief of broadcasting yeah. you've got to say something and so now it's stirring up repeating the same thing over and it starts to stir people up instead of you know Walter Cronkite comes on. At the this news and says this happened, this happened, this happened. Good night. You don't have time for yeah. editorializing. You don't have time for narratives. You just yeah. this is what happened today. Be the first one. Off. Yeah. Yeah. So that's whoever me. talks first is the one who's who mm-hmm. will be remembered as having said the truth. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's me as an old guy who's like newspapers are a little help helpful. They only have this much to talk. They don't have twenty four hours. Would you be interested mm-hmm. in talking about media next time? Absolutely. Dude, yeah, I do. To be in here next week. I feel more uh, professional with you. I don't know. <laughs> no, you like Dan. Yeah, you're well spoken. You're well spoken oh, guy. You. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, you, you like you. You were like in rest mode or, or uh, 
you know, just waiting. And then when you came in, you came in hard. I think there's a lot of power in listening. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's my that's Especially because you don't know my this group. Trick, you know? Mm-hmm. I've chosen to cap this episode a little bit early. Partially because our numbers had whittled down by this point and also partially because we had started to drift off into small talk, so I'm not at all attempting to silence anyone. Um, I just want to have this addendum stapled onto the end of the episode here to make a point. Whenever we're listening to media, certain facts get emphasized or de-emphasized depending on which side of the argument you land on. For example, back in the summer, when you see the use of pepper spray and force against protesters, and you also see the kneeling of police officers to let protesters pass and uh, set things on fire, loot, um, you emphasize one of those sets of facts and de-emphasize the other, depending on which side of the argument that you fall on. In like manner with the Capitol riot, if you see the removal of barricades and the taking of selfies by a police officer, and also see the use of pepper spray and the killing of one of the protesters, you tend to emphasize one set of facts and de-emphasize the other set of facts depending on which side of the issue you fall on. My hope is that through listening to media on both sides and also engaging in open, honest conversations which include people on both sides of these aisles, that a constructive conversation can develop where people honestly seek to have a well-rounded view of the legitimacy and illegitimacy of the use of force or even the use of protesting on either side. Try to be gracious with people when you're listening to their side of the story because it's likely that they actually believe what they say and they're not just trying to manipulate you via words. Now that doesn't mean that they're articulate or that they will be gracious to you, but that's still the view that I would like to take and if it gets me taken advantage of, then I think that's a cost that I'm willing to pay. Thanks for tuning in, and I will see you next time.